You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. I want to re-release some halachos of the three weeks, specifically the differences between Sephardim and Ashkenazim. And this was a recording that was done three years ago uh, in the midst of COVID. Uh, I have to apologize for the audio quality. I'm not exactly sure what was going on. About midway or about two-thirds of the way into this recording, the audio quality gets better. worthwhile discussing how the minag of Sephardim is not monolithic and that there were groups of Sephardim that accepted, in large part, the minhage ashkenaz of mourning even when uh, from the in- onset of Shavasa Betamuz and the attitude of Chacham Avadia and Rebetzin Abashol. Um, I feel that it's still obviously very relevant and uh, I hope you enjoy it. One of the important things to understand, especially when you live in a society with Sardim Ashkenazim, whether it's in New York or near Shalayim, understand to know that the Minhagim are different. And since Ochamavadya Tzatzal and Rabbin Tzatzal, things have gotten even a little more complicated in terms of the meaning of the Sardim and Eretz Yisrael. And I'll explain what I mean in a minute. Let's start with the pure halach and Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah does say that the Minig is for in Ashkenazi countries, not to have weddings, as you can see, low nosy nashim you die in the Tammuz Eilei. That from Shavos to Bitam is no chupot, He does allow he does allow erusin to occur. He does allow weddings to occur. The chuppah, but of course today the chuppah and the nesuin are usually done together, so it's really irrelevant. Um, now, this is the part that you might find interesting. I'm reading from the, the Sefer of Mordechai Meir. It's a Mordechai. You might not appreciate the way he describes this, but I'm going to ride his back, and then we're going to see in the notes that it's a little bit complicated. He says there's two menogim by Sfardim, and of course that's a very loaded term, with a Sfardi, Adat Mizrach, someone from Paras, someone from Yemen. The term Sephardi is, of course, a very inaccurate term, but still not Ashkenaz. There's two basic Minogim. There are some Sephardim that have a Minog also not to do uh, an Isuin from Shavasa Batamas, and some have the Minog from Rosh Chodesh Av. He says, in Eretz Yisrael today, this was written a year ago, most of the Sephardi in Eretz Yisrael have taken on the Minag that seems to have started with the Ramah, or the Ashkenazi world, not to do weddings from the night of Shavos and Betamas. Uh, weddings on the afternoon of the 16th of Thomas is different, but that is what rove of the Spider-Man Eretz Yisrael were macabre. Now, were they macabre or could they just not have it? This is really an issue. 
Chochamavadya writes very clearly that the reason why this occurred was because the Rabbanut that ran weddings and chuppot were composed mostly of Ashkenazim. And therefore, they pushed, they didn't want there to be the difference between Ashkenazim and Spartan. They insisted that no weddings would happen from Shavuot Begamas on if it would be a Orthodox or any sort of wedding because of the weddings were under their control. Achocham uh disagreed very strongly and he felt that this was against the halacha because the Spartan should be knowing like the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch says it's only from Rishchodesh Av. It's a Chumri Yisera to wait. In fact, you know, I've said this story over often, that one of the things Chocham did when he became chief rabbi of Tel Aviv was that he wanted to stop the fact that many Saturday night weddings that were happening, because many people wanted their chuppos on Saturday night, Chocham knew that there was Shabbos was happening in those places, in those hotels on Shabbos. He knew that. He knew that they already coming Shabbos afternoon, the owners of the hotel, and being over on telling Goyim to work for them or even the Jews working for them. But when he became chief rabbi in Tel Aviv, and he was a very active chief rabbi, don't think, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I, and I say with all the kavod, Chocham Avadia was on his way to becoming the Rav Roshi. It wasn't just, hey, I'm going to do my time in Tel Aviv because I have to have this title. That was more of Goran's attitude. Chocham Avadia acted like the chief rabbi, and he indeed did Paskin for people. He did the right thing in terms of Psach. And what Chocham Avadia did was that he... Um, he went over to the people in the hotels and he told them that uh, I will make things better for you. I will make things better for you if you agree. And what was what did he mean? He meant that let's say you're losing, you, you're telling me that you're losing Parnassa because you can't have Saturday night football. I will make sure you're going to have weddings complete weddings from all this period from the three weeks up until Rosh And you're going to, you know, balance out, push very strongly for Sardin to keep the, the minig of the Beis Yosef. There were already Sardin who had already from before the Hakomet Medina in, in Morocco and in Turkey the Spartan started keeping the minig of the Ashkenazim and not getting married from Shabbat to Thomas. Chochamavadya was upset because he thought it was this Rabbanut Medina uh, issue, which might have also been true. But you cannot deny that there were Spartan who started being machmir in this in other places. And, and I'm going to tell you where that was. In Morocco, in Turkey and in Baghdad, Ben Venishti. He says their minig is not, they don't even make Arisen. 
from Yud Zion the Kamosh. The Benishchai, writing in Baghdad, says, yes, Medina ain't also been suing Elamay Rishchodesh. True, only from Rishchodesh. In Kosei, no gula asur min Yud Zion the But the Minig was to asur from the Minig in Baghdad was not to have weddings from Shavuot to the Kamosh. Kitzur Shulchan from Toledano. Toledano, Toledano won in um, Morocco. This was Rav Toledano who wrote a kitzer, just like Roshoma Gansfried wrote a kitzer. Rav Toledano wrote a kitzer for the Sardis. And he says, Noah Gimlachmir, that we do in Morocco, they didn't have weddings from Yudzain Batamus. And that is our minna. Now, as I said, the Siyan Abishol says, the minute of Svardim and Eretz is to do Nisuan from Rishkodeshav. And from Shabbosah Batamus, you could have music of complete, and Chochamavad, you said, Svardim here in Israel could. Go back to the Minig of the Beit Yosef. In fact, Chacham said, even if you came from Eretz, you came from Chutzlars, Chacham knew everything. He knew there were communities that kept from Shavuot and the Tamas. He says, if you're planning on staying in Eretz Yisrael, go with the Minig of Eretz Yisrael. Especially if you're not sure of your Minig. And therefore, even if you know what your father's Minig was, and your father was machmer to be like the Ashkenazim, like the, to start from Shabbat and Tammuz, said, you should be makeup. And Rav Meir, if you take a look here on page uh, on page one of, of, of the material I sent you, uh, he finds it difficult to understand Chochamabadi's talk, especially because we know that these communities did have those menagam, the meaning of Baghdad and Morocco, and that was what Mahmavadya fought for. And um, as I said, I don't know if it's true or not that what the Spartan today, he says that he believes most of the Spartans still are still pushing or still nimshach after the Ashkenazim. Of some Spartan was not to take haircuts from Shavasabatamus. However, it was a very, it was a different minag, and I'm going to explain to you why. The, the, Sephardi, the Ashkenazi minag was no haircuts, even on Erev Shabbos. Even the Sephardim who had the minag of not taking haircuts from Shavos Betamuz, they would take haircuts on Erev Shabbos. Rab Vosner says that even people that would try to trim their mustaches did not do it if you were an Ashkenazi until after after Tishabov. However, the Sephardim from Morocco who had this minag in other places, they would shave and, 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 and trim their beards on Erev Shabbos, and that's what you see from the Kafachayim and Rav Toledano himself. I want to, I want to end tonight with another interesting psak from Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orabach and, um, uh, from Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orabach and from Rabbi Vosner. It's a psak that needs to be thought about. Let's say you're an Ashkenazi barber 
Can you have your barbershop open? Are you doing something wrong? Barbering people who, according to the Minag, should not be shaving or taking haircuts. So, Rab Meir writes that, yes, they can, they can keep their barbershop open because there's going to be Sephardic, uh, there's going to be Sephardic, uh, customers who are going to be coming in. Right? And therefore, you can, now, Rav Shlomo Zalman writes a very interesting Chumrah. He says, even though you're right, uh, an Ashkenazi barber can give a Sephardi a haircut, it's not right, he says. Because since Ashkenazim can't do it, and the Sephardi can find some other barber to go to. He says, that's what Shlomo Zalman said. And it wasn't as Shlomo Zalman. Rav Vosner also said that if a, a, a Sephardi comes to an Ashkenazi and says, give me, give me a haircut in this period, he should only do it b'tzino. And Rav Meir doesn't understand why. Why not? Uh, if you're not from, from Morocco, whatever it is, you don't have the minag. Why can't the Ashkenazi give you a haircut? He's not doing anything wrong. He, he can't himself look beautiful. He has to be Noah Gavelos in himself. Or why does he have to treat this other person differently? In fact, the great posseg from Bnei Brak, Rav Nisan Karevitz Hatzal, says that he goes against Rav Shlomo Zalman, against Rav Vosner, who was also a Dayan in Bnei Brak, and Zichron Meir, and he says in Ashkenazi, Lukatchilo can give a Sephardi Bocher openly a haircut, and it's not a problem. So, I was thinking about this, we'll end with this, I was thinking about this, um, what could be the Svara of Rav Shlomo Zalman and uh, Rav Vosner? What is, right? So it seems like there's a, there's a sense of simcha, even though the barber's doing it for money, the sense of, I, I, I turned you into a good looking guy. I barbered you. You now look like someone who's, who's, who's ready for a date, who's ready for something, who's ready for that to look good. Even though that's his job, it, it somehow impacts on the barber doing this. In a sense, the barber mode should be, this is a time of Avelos, even though he's doing it for money. Now, again, if he's barbering Goyim, it's another thing. Nobody said he can't keep his shop open. But when a, this idea, this dissonance between the Jew, the different types of good Jews, that's too much to hold in his head, Roshlom Azalman felt. And because of that, they they, they, they advised against doing that. I find that a very interesting psychological psak <laughs> for sending the Sephardi customer away. In other words, here's the Ashkenazi guy. His shop is open, let's say, in, in, in Brooklyn. A guy comes in, he'll, he'll, he'll barber him. But if a Sephardi comes in, he says, look, I, I really feel strange doing this because we're all Jews and I'm being misable for the Corbin. Go to the Sephardi down the road. Very interesting psak, and it's, it's, it's not so clear, but it definitely, they wrote it, people say it over from them. I think it's worthwhile thinking about that type of sensitivity. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.